0: Welcome to Back Chat with me, Claire Mutimer, And me, Susie Coulson. This is our weekly sister show to the backstory. This week, we're chatting about part one of Ali Gold's A Life Less Ordinary. Uh, Claire, can you kind of give us a recap on
1: part one? Certainly. So it began where Ali already had a son, um, Ben, and a daughter who we don't name from her first marriage, and they were both living with their dad um she's just meeting her second husband and then she has her third child connor um then her daughter from her first marriage who's been living with her dad and brother moves in with Allie and her husband and then there's this terrible twist in events when her daughter is 17 and Allie begins to realize that all is not quite right in the house and it turns out that her husband is having an affair with her daughter They move out together and it goes on from there because Ali ends up forming a new relationship with a partner that turns out to be violent. And we leave part one with her ringing women's Aid, wondering how to escape this guy with her youngest son in tow. Yeah, it's
0: definitely complicated. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, then you might want to turn back chat off and go and listen to Tuesday's backstory first. Anyway, suffice to say, there are lots of questions for us today and certainly for me to ask you, Claire. So the biggest bit of feedback that we've had is about why her first two children were living with their dad. Um, I have to say, if she was a man, I wonder whether we'd be asking this question, but it is unexplained in the podcast. And I think it's clearly something that people want to understand. So what can you tell us, Claire?
1: Well, um, yeah, a bit of a spoiler alert for the second part, as we do hear a bit more about this and Ali explains it, it very well, I think, but, um, I understand that there are several reasons for Ali leaving the kids with the dad. Um So, Ali had them pretty young. um She was 21 or 22. And so, she wanted to go back to college. And when she went back to college, she ended up having an affair with her a lecturer. Okay, wow. Yeah. So, um understandably, her husband was furious and said if she took the kids, he would never see them again. Um, oh, so, she was kind of between a rock and a hard place, really. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, So she therefore decided to move out and leave the kids with him. But she saw them really, really regularly, apparently. Um, She also said that she felt like she was going a bit mad at the time. Um, And I think she almost felt like, you know, it's just better if you look after them for now kind of thing. I actually talked to her eldest son, Ben, about this and asked if there was a stigma around not living with their mum. And he was really straight with me. And he said, you don't win points with kids for the amount of time you spend with them. And he was very clear that he was much closer with his mum as she had given him like, the emotional support that he Mm. felt like he needed Mm. um, and care. And he isn't, like, hardly in contact with his dad now, despite him living, you know, with him for all of his childhood. Okay, that's surprising. Yeah, and, um, I mean, they saw, like, their mum a lot, I think. Um, And I have to say, the boys are just really lovely, and they're obviously incredibly close with their mum. So we're both listening to Esther Perel's podcast, Where Should We Begin, aren't we? It's, yeah, absolutely hooked, yeah, we would highly recommend it. She's like a family therapist and you hear therapy sessions with her and couples and she has these incredible insights as to their relationships. And it just it got me thinking um, that I would have loved Esther, Esther to comment on the dynamics of Ali's relationship with her ex and why the hell this happened with her daughter. Like, I am sure she would offer like just the most incredible insight, wouldn't she? Um, and my just my biggest question is, what would she say? And by the way, if you're going to answer this, uh, Susie, you need to put on her incredible French accent. (laughs) Well, actually, I think she is from
0: Belgium. Leg like, prayer. oh my god, I'm not even gonna try and do an <laughs> a- accent, but um and I'm also not going to try and say what she might say about Ali's oh, situation. Um but yeah, she I think she's inspired us both to um retrain to become family therapists because she's just got the most amazing insight and wisdom, hasn't she? Yeah, she's we incredible. have genuinely whatsapped
1: each other yeah, this week, did we become family therapists? For, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, um So yeah, if anyone has a recommendation for a podcast, please do let us know. And if you're enjoying the backstory, do recommend it on Facebook, etc. So we don't have to retrain as family therapists. That sounds like a plan. This podcast made me wonder if step parents should have the same thing as teachers have with their pupils, where even beyond the age of consent, it should be illegal to have a sexual relationship with them. Oh yeah,
0: that's an interesting idea because the teacher thing was brought in fairly recently wasn't it sort of within the last decade or so I think um I mean I guess it's similar in that teachers and step-parents are in a position of trust yeah and I think that's certainly the rationale behind teachers but I guess the difference is that a teacher is there in a public role and a step-parent is in a private role and you know we're kind of less inclined to to dictate yeah yeah it's very very difficult um but yeah certainly blended families are absolutely fascinating aren't they you know you can end up having quite
1: a few children in houses at certain points in the week um, yeah it's quite a tricky thing um, you know when you think about the children like they've obviously kind of already gone through loss mm. from sort of the divorce or that's or maybe right. a death. yeah or, um, and then you know it's, it's asking quite a lot isn't it to kind of come in and then be sort of siblings with kids that you don't really know yeah having um, to share
0: your house and you know different people's ideas of of raising, you know, discipline—just things like, do you have to sit at the table for every meal time, Are you allowed to yeah. put your feet up on the sofa? You know, all those. You're blending all those cultures, yeah, that you've had absolutely. In your family. You like, know what it's like when what you go at Christmas, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, have you, you know, when you go on holiday with friends with children, and you just realise. You know, because you're kind of in a confined space together, you realize how different your parenting styles yeah. are. And you think about that in a step family where you're all potentially, you know, you're all living together. Yeah.
1: God, you know. It's, it's amazing it ever works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think, like, from what I've read, that there are sort of um, perhaps more breakdowns in blended families. Right. Um, okay. And I can only think it's due to those strains because you, you know, they kind of come. People come together, obviously, with the excitement of like that second kind of marriage or second meeting. Yeah, kind like of a thing, fresh and, start. Yeah, that yeah. like, This is going to really work out. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. But you know, I guess a lot of the kids are not thinking the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it's it puts a lot of strain on both both parties. I should imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, I, and the other thing I was like, I had kind of. Gone down the thought road of um was kind of you know if you if you had, that second marriage does break up or, or you know partnership then you've got that kind of second loss and and there is quite often a case where you know the child has actually got really attached to their stepmom or what have you mm. stepdad and does that stepdad stay in touch with their child like it's yeah, sort it of. It's quite a tricky one, isn't it? Because mm. if they don't stay in touch, then it's just sort of like, oh, well, they were clearly only there because of my mum or my dad. Yeah, you know, it's kind yeah of like rather was, than because they felt...
0: Exactly, rather than because they actually felt anything for me, yeah. Yeah, I was
1: reading about, I remember Peter Andre. Like Is he... this when you were at the
0: hairdressers? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I'm sure I read an article <laughs> um, where he was divorced in, in a while ago and he um, had been married to, to Katie and had obviously been quite involved with her... Her son, um, her disabled son Harvey, who oh, okay. I think was the oldest one, like yes, the footballer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought it was really sweet that he's he's stayed in touch and has put money into a trust fund and dedicated his um, single unconditional to Harvey and stuff. So
0: it's kind uh, of like you know he's
1: worked he's continued to work at that relationship yeah. post like his relationship with um, the mum. So I think that's that's like you know that's a nice thing that you know he did (laughs) so coming back to ali's
0: particular situation how do you think she's dealt with everything that's happened oh um she didn't seem to become upset
1: while she was no no she was very composed um part of that is probably because she does talk about it for her work um what does she just remind me so yeah so basically she um has set up a project called the juno project okay um and she works with girls who are, like, sort of 14 to 16. Um, and they've kind of come through a sort of range of challenging and difficult circumstances. And right. she encourages them to explore their behaviours. And she runs a course that sort of encourages a growth mindset. And, right. Okay, we've talked um, about that before. Yeah. And so she's sort of hoping to enable them to overcome barriers and achieve whatever goals they sort of want to set themselves. Oh, wow. Um, sounds amazing. So, yeah, a lot of these children, like, these young people have been sort of excluded from sort of mainstream school. So I think... Yeah, she's just sort of finding ways of kind of getting re-engaging kind of thing, which is, yeah, it's great work. But in doing that, she sort of she sort of lets on to quite a lot of what she's been through to kind of allow them to realise that, you know, she has a good idea of mm. what they're going through. Mm. Um, and I think they find a lot of common ground between the two of them. Mm. So it's time for the three things that we have learned from this podcast. Susie, what, what are they? Okay, so
0: the first thing that struck me and I guess we kind of know this already, but, you know, it, it strikes you afresh, is remembering just how much children make sense of a situation according, you know, to their age and stage. So I think Connor was talking about when he found out about his half-sister and his father, and yeah. I think it wasn't until he was older that he really understood the type of relationship that that was. So although when he was younger, he didn't necessarily understand everything he he was definitely picking up on the kind of underlying emotions in the house wasn't he yeah
1: definitely he said oh there there'd been a big argument kind of thing and he felt that but he just didn't know what it was about yeah and our second learning point
0: Second learning point, I think, is so important. When Ali phoned up the Women's Refuge and she thought that she was going to be wasting their time, I think that was the phrase that she used, and they obviously went through some kind of telephone assessment with her and out of a possible 15, she scored, was it thirty? She scored thirty. She scored really highly on that scale, didn't she? And I was struck by how easy it is to just underestimate the danger that you might be in um you know she she had been in that situation for a while and was just not able to see it from the outside and yeah that's pretty scary and that kind of brings Um, us
1: on to point three really doesn't it? yeah
0: just point three was about not being isolated when you're in a relationship again just you know particularly if you've had maybe a difficult background or if your idea of relationships is a little bit skewed what you know your normal becomes very different from other people's normal. Yeah. And, and gradually things might become more and more difficult and you can't see that. And it just struck me that actually what she needed at that stage was to have a good friend that she could just sit down and talk to who would say, you know, what the hell? This yeah. is, this get is dreadful.
1: Get out, get some help. Yeah. And kind of inject a bit of perspective in there. So, yeah. And I think when you're with somebody who's very dominant, like, you know, presumably this partner was that like they dominate your thoughts kind of yeah, thing and they and, and and like and so yeah as you say you just lose lose sight of you know what you would normally think of as ridiculous yeah
0: this has been well this is our first two-parter so part two's coming up next week what can we expect
1: I mean I think there's a lot to explain um from Ali about like her childhood um, and well upsetting but fascinating revelations from her on that um and then also obviously how we left her um trying to escape this violent partner so we're going to hear more about that and then just you know more about what's happened with her daughter Join us on Tuesday, the 3rd of April for part
0: two of Ali Gold's A Life Less Ordinary. We are The Backstory Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at The Backstory Pod on Twitter, or you can get in contact through our website, thebackstorypodcast.co.uk. We'd love to hear
1: your thoughts. Please do like and share as much as you can. Um, Tell your friends about us and thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to join us on Tuesday for the next episode of The Backstory. And on Friday for the next episode of Back Chat. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to our sponsor, James, from 16 Degrees Coaching. Don't let your backstory define your future. Email him, james at 16degreescoaching.co.uk.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.